All right, guys, welcome to Self Love Effect Podcast. I'm your host, Desiree Toppings. And if you have not done so already, make sure you hit that subscribe button so you never miss another podcast episode again. So I'm really excited for this podcast. It's a little gloomy out here in Southern California, and it's actually a beautiful day. I myself love fall, but my very special guest, I am like so honored and maybe too many coffees in. Um, just because I was so excited to record this. But before we, I introduce her, I do want to do a repeat after me segment. And you guys already know that we inhale, we exhale. And whenever you feel ready to continue repeating, but oh, you can always go back and write these down as you know. So just kind of give yourself a four minute pause. I'll try to pause as much as possible. But again, you can always go back. So close your eyes and repeat after me. I am no longer going to live in fear, speak negatively about myself and others, blame myself for my past mistakes, downplay my abilities and talents, cheat myself, lie to myself, live in denial, feel guilty for the things that are not my fault, procrastinate, worry about things I have no control over, suffocate my feelings and emotions, put roadblocks in my path, make excuses, put myself down. Instead, I am going to love myself unconditionally and treat myself with the utmost respect because I deserve it. I love myself. I love myself. I love myself. All right. So today's special guest on the podcast, she's the clinical hypnotherapist and women's empowerment coach. And she's actually currently resides in England. And she's with us today. Her name is Stepanka. But she's going to pronounce it because I love the way she says it. And it's very unique and different. And it's just beautiful to see us all different parts of the world and just the names and just, I, don't, I love it. I embrace it. I, I absolutely adore it. So, um, but other than that, she is, before I ha- hand her over the mic, she's a soul center woman to, she is guides soul center women to follow their deeper callings to become unstoppable empowered and stop being held back by fears, insecurities, and anxiety. She helps them become the most magnetic and glowing version of themselves. She also takes women on a journey of extraordinary transformation using the blend of hypnosis, emotional freedom technique, neuro-linguistic programming, coaching, and other proven practical tools combined with the energetic approach. Now today she'll be guiding us through um, topics as hypnosis, embodiment, emotional healing, and emotional intelligence. Inner glow practices for women, emotional freedom technique as tapping, how it can change your life, perfectionism, people pleasing and boundaries. So whatever topics she might lean towards the most, but she's going to guide us through so much education. And I'm so absolutely excited for this. So welcome to the self-love effect podcast. Thank you for joining us. I know it's late over there, but thank you for taking the time and doing this. Hi, Desiree. Thank you so much for having me. It's such a pleasure and honor to be here. And honestly, I feel like we will have loads of fun during this episode. <laughs> yeah, I'm so excited. So you're going to have to 
pronounce your name for us. Cause I do love exactly. I love how you pronounce it. It's beautiful. So I come from the Czech Republic. So it is a Czech name and it's Stepanka Kuralova. I get so excited. Especially like watching the UFC. I'm like, oh, their names are so awesome. But so wherever you feel comfortable, you know, educating us or starting wherever you want to guide us through this podcast conversation, the floor is completely yours. Um, but wherever you would like to start, we're excited to learn from you. I'm excited and I cannot wait what you have to tell us. Mm, thank you so much for giving me the space and for connecting with me on social media. I'm so grateful our paths crossed as well. So I was thinking we could start with hypnosis because that's where my journey started. It was the first tool I came across and a tool that helped me to overcome various different psychosomatic problems. Obviously, a lot has changed since then. And these days I combine various different tools. But, you know, hypnosis is still the number one tool in my toolkit when I work with women. So why don't I start with that? Yeah, absolutely. So guide us down. What What's it like? Tell us all about it. I feel like most people only know what they might see in movies or they might hear from other people, but what does hypnosis entail and why does it work? Yeah, yeah, this is it. And I think you just made such a good point there because there is so many misconceptions and, you know, various different like myths surrounding hypnosis and the whole hypnotherapy topic that sometimes people might even fear it because they feel like, oh, I might lose control. I might be unaware, unconscious to what I'll be saying or doing. And I think it's due to the entertainment industry, the stage hypnosis performances, different things people see in movies. And honestly, like I would love for everyone to know what true hypnosis is and how actually it is a normal and a natural process many of us go through every single day so if I were to give you an example do you do you drive a car yes yes yeah okay so maybe there is a route that you drive every single day and you know it you know it by heart maybe it's the school run you know picking up your schools in the afternoon or you know dropping them off in the morning so the chance is when you are by yourself in the car or even when there is someone else you might be driving and focusing either on what's in front of you or you will be focused on changing the gear and um, various different things tasks you need to do as a driver and all of a sudden you're like oh I'm already here I didn't realize I drove past this hospital or restaurant mm -hmm. and I'm already here and this in itself is the form of hypnosis natural hypnosis um, that's just one of the examples and what basically happens is that you are focused on one thing and your mind won't be focused on other things for example the hospital you didn't pay attention to it it's not like oh oh there is the hospital there is this restaurant you were focused on one thing so our mind has got the ability to choose what it focuses on when we work with it and this is like the basics of the principles of how hypnosis works so it's basically uh, a very focused state. But why hypnotherapy is so powerful is because it uses those natural abilities of your mind for your benefits. Mm -hmm. 
So even compared to meditation, which is quite of a popular tool, isn't it? You know, a lot of us meditate and we recommend it to our clients. You can find loads of meditations all over the internet. But there is a difference between meditation and hypnosis because hypnosis is very focused. And if you work with an experienced hypnotherapist who is doing things for you, not like general kinds of hypnosis, then it will be tailor-made for you. You will have, if I were to work with you, I would use the language I know would resonate with you. I would learn about the things you work on. So then your subconscious mind will accept it a lot easier. Does it make sense? Yes. yes how d- I never knew that. I mean, I feel like we are misguided and, um, that was a one, one of my concerns, even thinking about hypnotherapy, because I, like I told you previously, before we started recording that I had a guest of mine who walked us down her experience and how she found a lot of healing through using hypnosis. But I feel like it is very misguided and we don't understand it. And, but Unfortunately, us humans, when we don't understand something, we're not comfortable with it. And so we stray away from it when in reality, it could help us just the same way um, meditation does. It's just different programming for the brain that can help us, you know, end our mindset and really evolve as human beings. Um, But fear holds us back from so much in life. And that's, that's just the thing is that fear holds us back because when I think of hypnosis, I, lots of times I'm like, oh, that movie or that horror film or that, you know, that scary movie. Oh, remember that one time where they're sitting down and they're doing hypnotherapy on them. And I'm like, but that's a movie, but in our minds, we, our subconscious holds on to that and like, oh, that's what that means. That's X, Y, and Z. Um, instead of really looking into our own research and really understanding the true concept behind something, um, we kind of just get our definitions from things we see and, you know, things that are fed into, um, you know, are fed to us. Yeah. I, I think like everything you mentioned is true because when there is fear, even on a subconscious level, you don't fully trust the modality, this healing modality. You won't go fully into it. Right. You might be with a hypnotherapist, but if you don't, truly understand it you might still have some concerns surrounding this therapy approach you might not really go deep into hypnosis you might not let go you might not open up fully if that makes sense and you might even hold back you know throughout the technique so I really believe that a big part of my work is to educate my clients and to help them release any misconceptions and help them to understand that it's, you know, down to earth, very safe therapy approach. And actually they are always in control. You don't, you are not unconscious. You are not asleep. You are aware of everything that is happening and nobody can really manipulate you into anything you don't want to do because you are the one in charge. And this is the reason why I have chosen hypnosis as like my main tool, because it's not anything I do on people. I am only guiding them. You know, after a lot of research and different studies being done, uh, it was found out that actually all hypnosis is self-hypnosis. And isn't it amazing 
that actually people are doing that magic on themselves. And this is what I found so empowering is that there is no codependency relationship because let's say after I finish a working relationship with a client, of course, they can choose to stay longer with me and I would love that. But they walk away having tools. They walk away um, having knowledge which they can utilize in the future and they can support themselves when different things arise. And why I personally also really believe this is such a powerful tool is that it doesn't cover just the mind. I combine cognitive behavioral approach in my hypnotherapy practice, meaning I focus on behavior, on the body's physical responses and how the nervous system is either activated or calmed down and, you know, the different fight or flight reactions in the body and also the mind and emotions. So your body and your mind are basically learning new ways of being, new ways of responding, because we all know it's not separate. It's not just hypnosis is for the mind, because in a way you could say that the mind is throughout the entire body as well, not just up here in our head. So when you know you have a meeting on Wednesday and it's like an unpleasant meeting, a meeting with a boss you don't really like or whatever, you just by thinking about it, your body will start responding. You know, that kind of a feeling mm-hmm. like, butterflies in your tummy and maybe sweaty palms and nothing has changed you are still sat in your living room so this is just a very simple example of how your body is part of the whole process and how through hypnosis we can teach our body to respond differently to different things and how to really soothe the nervous system if there are fears if there are anxieties that then come up that can come up and hold you back Yeah. Yeah. I love that you said magic because just today, this morning I had put up a reel and it was, it had stated like, you are the magic pill. You possess the magic in here. You, we can unlock all our problems just by tuning in with ourselves. And it's, and you, you pretty much hit the nail because even when we're angry or we're confronting somebody, our shoulders hike up. We look like a pit bull. Like we're ready to attack. Like our whole, our mind is focused. Our body changes. Like we're no longer like slouched. Like we're angry and our shoulders hike and we're just like ready. Right. Come on. But it's, everything works together. And, um, it's, you know, we are one. And sometimes I think we forget that when we're in certain situations in our life where we're, we're set to face certain obstacles. We feel like we aren't able to, and then, you know, oh, I can't get it together, but you're working together just the same way. If you're like on a fitness school or like this nutrition journey, your body's functioning with your mind. And if you're not right up here, then you can never change the course of your life. I mean, everything is just so compounded together and it's so beautiful when it does work together, because that's where the true magic occurs. That's when your life is like totally change. You don't even recognize your reflection because you are, you, in a sense, awaken, you awaken to your true potential and who you're supposed to be. But, you know, a lot of us hold back, but how beautiful that you get to get, you get to help because they have the magic in them, but you get to kind of give them that little nudge that they need to just open up and see what they're really made out of. And that's just, that is such a beautiful gift because that is true empowerment from another individual. And um, yeah, what you're doing is 
it's moving mountains. It's obviously it's changing lives. And, you know, that's empowering because then they get to take those gifts and hopefully share their story and empower somebody else. Mm, I was getting goosebumps when you were speaking because there is so much truth in what you said. And I, I am a huge believer that there is no gurus out there. <laughs> you know, we can't be saved by anyone else. Like we are the heroes. We are the leading characters of our lives. And that's one thing I always make clear when uh you know on my website or in the work I share in my Facebook community and so on like I am never there to save people I am no one who will like do the work for them but I can guide them I can support them I can be their cheerleader I can give them the right tools and so on and it's the same with hypnosis the client needs to open up and obviously we build trust. We, you know, I help them to open up. I help them to trust the technique. I educate them if they are not familiar with hypnosis. But in a way, they are the ones doing the magic for them. They are the ones who create those beautiful feelings in a hypnosis session in their body. And I am there just to guide them. And it's such a beautiful process to witness it. I guess, you know, you are such a, such a wonderful lady, inspiring and empowering others. So you know how transformational that is to witness someone. <laughs> yeah, it, is, it is one of the greatest gifts. And, you know, when I think about my time on this earth, I think, oh man, like I've been so blessed to have my kids. Like they transformed me, but through their eyes, you know, I, they think I transformed them, but in a sense, through the love that I so freely give them, I was able to freely give myself. And now I freely want to give others like, this is like, you have the answers, but you have to make the choice. And it's all about choosing, right? We have to make the choice within ourselves to you know, open our eyes and see what we're really made of. But, but through the course, sometimes we need a little nudge. And in a sense, it, it's that inner child that we need to feed that someone else, you know, when your parent gives you that little push to go down the slide, it's the same thing. It's okay. Like there's no, when people are like, Oh, but I'm so embarrassed or I don't want to ask for help. We all need it. We've all been there. We just need that little nudge. It's okay to receive help from another adult. Like we're here to help one another because if we were all healed on this earth, the world would be such a beautiful place. There would be no obstacles, no evil, no, you know, competition. Everybody would be he like one with themselves and happy with what they are. There's no need to look for justification or outside validation. Um, but I truly believe maybe I'm a little bit optimistic, but if we were all just healed and on this self-acceptance journey with ourselves, and I do believe it could happen, but I, I'm like, all oh, it could, so the domino effect, it can happen one day, but truly it would be phenomenal to see that because use your gifts as the power to help somebody else. And then they get to help somebody else, but it's trans it's transforming. It can transform your life. And it, it transforms mine. Every time I see somebody, I'm like, Oh my gosh, they're like dancing with their stretch marks and loose skin. And it's, it's a beautiful gift. It's be it fills your heart because sometimes, you know, you feel like, Oh, may am I helping? Like, did it really work? And then you see them and it's like, now they're helping another and they're guiding somebody else's and shining their light and they're radiating. And it's, it's, it's a beautiful gift. It truly is. Yeah. hundred percent. And you know, just saying 
hurt people hurt people mm. like I love the new version of it healed people heal yes. people and that's the new domino effect like I feel yes. that you and I when we choose to respond differently we stop the old domino effect you know someone might might hurt us but we choose to stop it there we choose to do the healing and we do it for ourselves and for the future generations and I think it's so powerful also when you have children because you like you want to do it for them as well like a lot of my clients are mothers and I know that usually that's like one of their biggest motivation as well and it's their their children inspire them in a way and vice versa which is so beautiful yeah that is so yeah it is so beautiful I love that yeah and I love that we have the ability to stop it and that's when I tell people you know the beliefs that you were given what you you choose to believe them because it could stop with you and you get to make that change in that split second you could stand before me right now and say I want I no longer believe this and you could choose to say, well, I was told that I was not capable. Okay. You could choose right now to say, I am smart and I will achieve all my goals. And that minute you just made the choice to change your whole entire life. And it's really that simple, but we overcomplicate it as humans. Cause we were in, there was something implanted in us telling us like, no, we have to look for society for like this magic pill, or we have to go here and here for the answers when the answer is always lays in here and lies in here. And, mm. but we're guided, misguided. It's a lot of misguided and, and misinformation that we're given at such a young age. Yeah. Like we are giving our power away. We are mm. giving it something outside of ourselves. Yeah. So I would say all of these therapies and approaches, it's in my perspective and the way I do things, it's like, you are taking your power back mm-hmm. and you know you realize or you unlock that magic within you and then like you said you pass it on to other people and I feel like a lot of my clients walk away usually wanting to do more work like this and a lot of my clients are women who are either coaches themselves or they you know are light workers if if you resonate with that word like they are light workers in their own way if that makes sense and I love that yes I love that so you also help women through emotional healing and emotional intelligence intelligence through a through a teaching I'm not going to say what because you will you can let us know but how does that work for you and what teaching do you guide them to find that healing and that emotional intelligence yes so Actually, emotional intelligence is a big piece of my work. And it is this beautiful concept that I have developed over the years, and I call it emotional alchemy. And I love the word alchemy because it simply means it's a process when you take one thing and you transmute it into gold. And, you know, in medieval language, alchemy was, you know, the science where you would take a metal and try transforming it into gold. So I use that word to describe that process because this is an internal alchemy. When you are, you know, facing difficulties, when you are facing the usual ups and downs of life, um, you are capable of leading yourself through it. And I truly believe that emotional alchemy is one of the most important skills a woman can learn and embody. Because by doing that, not only you stop 
self-sabotaging patterns. You, you know, you stop procrastinating, you stop holding yourself back because you become so okay with your emotions, with the cycles of how your emotions change. You know how to heal them. You know how to process them. And in that way, you know that even if things don't work out, even if I fail and fail again, I will be okay. I will make, you know, I will work through it because we are protecting ourselves. Like you mentioned the inner child, like part of us is always afraid, like what if I go for this and then it doesn't work out and I will be disappointed. And so unconsciously, we will create excuses, we will create challenges, we will manifest blockages on our path so that we don't even get to that point of potentially getting hurt or disappointed. So making your emotions your friends is so important because as children, we get told, don't cry or, uh, you know, oh, Oh, don't cry, have a donut, you know, mm. and we learn to distract ourselves. Or if you don't stop crying right now, you will have to spend the whole evening in your bedroom. So, and this is not to blame our parents. They obviously didn't teach emotional intelligence. It's not a subject at school. So there is like, we shouldn't blame each other. You know, it's all about healing ourselves and educating ourselves right now. But just imagine, like we learn from a very young age um, to push our emotions down. And actually, you mentioned it at the start of this episode. One of the affirmations was like, I no longer suppress or suffocate my emotions and feelings. Yes. And I believe this is so key because especially as women, we have more of these emotional ups and downs. Our emotions are meant to fluctuate. And I really believe when you do that, when you are capable of working with them and transmuting them, like that's when you start glowing from the yeah. inside and you begin to trust yourself and your body that it's safe like we so often don't feel safe in our bodies because we don't know how our body will respond if we feel sad we worry we will stay in that sadness forever or like how do I deal with it like how do I move past this so emotional alchemy is about witnessing your emotions being able to be with them without jumping into that so often so common masculine approach I need to fix it I need yes. to fix myself there is something wrong with me like what mm. do I do how do I fix it how do I stop it and when we are afraid of our emotions and we want to fix them what happens is emotional eating binge eating binge drinking right uh cigarettes oh I'll have a ciggy mm -hmm. so I don't have to think about it I don't have to feel what is actually going on let's distract myself with yes. something it can look like mindless relationships, like unfulfilling relationships, just to keep yourself busy and not addressing what's happening on the inside. It can look like, um, you know, overscheduling yourself all of the time. So there are various different ways of how we cope. We numb our feelings. We disconnect from them because we fear them quite a lot. We don't know how to handle them if it happens. But if you imagine like a spectrum of emotions and on one side you have got repression like when we suffocate our emotions we push them down so that's one end of the spectrum on the other side we have got extreme expression you know and like eruption almost like a volcano kind of reaction yeah. well, if you have a pendulum and the pendulum is swinging and if it swings far towards repression when you ignore them when you don't address what's happening well what will happen 
it will swing the other way to extreme expression. And that's when you erupt or you become so emotionally overwhelmed that you feel like you can't handle it or you yell at other people or someone who is not to blame will get blamed for something. Yes. So if we push our emotions down, at some point it will build up, it will build up, it will build up, and then it's so much to handle. So I teach my clients to uh, address their emotions on a daily basis, to be in tune with them because it's gold. There is a message in every single one of them. Yes. And there is no such thing as bad emotions. They are all just emotions. There is no categories like bad and good. It's all just emotions. And when you stop beating yourself up or feeling X, Y, Z, like you will become so more empowered in yourself. And I know like manifestation is really big right now. Loads of people go into it and I'm a huge believer of it. But I also feel this is part of the manifestation process. Mm. Because it's one thing to know your dreams and desires and go for them. But there is a totally different thing to lead yourself through difficulties when it's not coming. It's about navigating the path when an unexpected challenge comes up. And with emotional alchemy, you have the maturity and you've got the resilience to walk yourself through any of it, knowing how to handle it without you know, affecting your relationships because that's what often happens, isn't it? It's not just about us, but it's like our relationships. And I believe that by doing this work and part of the work I do in emotional alchemy is empowered communication in relationships, but also in general. So you learn to navigate conflict so that we truly stop the domino effect of hurting each other. Because Desiree, when you think about it, how, like, when you got traumatized by someone or when you got hurt by someone, of course, there are cases of physical violence for many yeah. women and men, but most violence, most hurt happened through our words. Mm -hmm. Yes. And it can stay with us forever. So I feel like that's a thing we can all do for each other. And together we rise by healing these things. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. You unpack so much. I'm like, where do I start? Because it is true. One, I always tell this to my kids. You can hit each other. You guys can get in a fight. But the one thing we do as to be good humans is watch what we say to one another because words hurt the most. And I remember my dad, he never hit us. I remember one time he slapped me on my calf and um, I thought I was like, ah, I was screaming. I was screaming, but he always told us this. He always used his words. And I learned that being a parent, I said, well, why did you always use your words and never like hit us? He's like, well, one, you know, my dad beat me. So I didn't want to be the same way, but two, because hurt words hurt most. And that's what you'll listen to. And that's what stays with you. Okay. Cause they make a bigger impression and a bigger impact. And I remember like, looking back, I'm like, you're right. Cause I can remember every pretty, I can't recall verbatim, but I remember so much of what he said was like instilled in me. And it did when I did something wrong, he corrected me with words and they're very impactful. Like I've obviously never did it again, or I wouldn't, you know, be the same person I am today. So words are huge, but I'm so glad that you also hit on manifestation because I feel like it's, there's a misinterpretation of it where people think, they're going to do this. They'll, they'll, they'll make their whole wall and um, 
but they still don't work on themselves. They think if they just think positive thoughts um, and tune all out the rep, maybe past negativity, past traumas that they'll have better luck just by focusing on positivity, but you have to, uh, you know, take off the layers and really peel back the layers and understand yourself and your emotions. And that's one thing I feel like we as humans aren't taught, and maybe we should bring this course in very instill it in a very young age where you, your emotions are okay. Whatever you feel like we, what do we tell babies when they're, they cr- they're crying. And in reality, that's the only way they can communicate with an adult. They cry. And we're like, go to sleep, go to sleep. Here's a bottle. Like, you know, it'll stop you, but they're trying to tell us more. They just can't communicate the way we can. So it's like on the surface level, we put a corkscrew on all our emotions. And then after so many years go by, these unexpected traumas or, you know, emotions are like, we suppress them for so long and they coming up and we feel like we're suffocating ourselves. Cause like, how, why do I feel this way? Am, am I crazy? Am I okay? Like nothing ever happened to me, but we suppressed how we really felt. And now it's hindering our growth and our healing process. And it's like, well, it started here, but as human beings, we just decided to suppress and put a lid on it but that doesn't work. The lid only stays on that bandaid will only stay on for so long. Sooner or later, it's going to come off. And that's where we need to honor ourselves. And there's a client of mine where I'm, where I tell her, you need to honor how you feel. You obviously you speak badly to yourself. So I want you to look in the mirror every day and it might sound crazy, but ask yourself, what can I do today to honor you? You're having a car. You are yourself. So literally you're looking at yourself And you're asking yourself, what can I do today to honor you? Because obviously there's some reprogramming that needs to happen, but no one can tell you how to do it. I could give you all the key concepts. I could tell you this, this, but you have to look at yourself and figure it out too. You have to meet me halfway, but it takes your work because I'm not there to, I'm not on the other side of that reflection. You are. And like, I tell my daughter the same way and she's four. She looks at herself in that mirror behind me and she'll give herself a kiss. I say, okay, what do you say next? She goes, I don't want to do it because you're looking at me. I'm like, just say it. She goes, I love you. You're so beautiful. And she looks at herself, but it's that programming at such a young age, right? Because I'm like, what can I do different? Not that my mom did anything wrong because she was, she's absolutely amazing. I love her, but there's little things like that, that maybe, maybe could have helped me. and maybe I wouldn't have done the things I did to myself, but I suppressed so many of my emotions for so long that I was always so angry. I was always, I was the pit bull. I was ready. Like you want to fight, you want to fight. And it's like now understanding and really just connecting with myself. The way you broke it down was, I love that. It's absolutely, it really nails on how I try to express things, but you, your concept is extraordinary. That is what it is. And it hits the nail on it. Because if we were to be one with our emotions and be okay with crying, you're not crazy. If you cry, a lot of women say the time of the month, I just feel like I'm crazy. Cause I'm crying. No, that's, that's called emotion and your emotion right now. You might feel sad or if you might, or maybe you don't feel sad, but that's how your body wants to express itself at the moment. So just let it be. And the minute you do, it's just so beautiful. Sometimes I'm like, I'm crying and I don't know why, like, I don't really know why, but I'm just going to cry. And then I cry and then I'm like, I feel better. (laughs) Yeah. And you know what? 
like oh my god I love everything you said you are so smart and <laughs> I love no, you're like, you're smart that's why you're here I'm just the talker <laughs> <laughs> yeah and it's such a huge part of like feminine energy and learning to navigate it and I I like I I created a whole program around this called emotional alchemy because it's such a key thing in my life it helped me to overcome failure and to never give up on my dreams and keep going and you know achieve the things I wanted and um, improve my relationships and you know there is so much to it it's such a beautiful concept and in my program there is one metaphor I use and it's really helped me I live by the ocean and I uh, you know the town where I live is on Bristol Channel in England so it's on the Atlantic Ocean and it gets quite wild like we get like crazy winter storms and the wind is really strong here and you know our car park gets flooded by the sea so we have to move the car and there is just so much happening and it's really what inspired me to open up my program with this metaphor and describe emotions as the ocean because that's where I go for a walk that's where I meditate on a bench and it's not the kind of ocean where you would go for a swim I you know it's very rocky we put um crazy cliffs here it's beautiful it is stunning there are some beaches nearby but like really in my town it's like loads of rocks and cliffs and it's it's stunning it's typical English <laughs> seaside town really and when you sit there and it's a sunny day and there is no wind blowing, it's calm, peaceful, and it's beautiful. There is something special about it. When it's windy, it gets crazy. But I still love to sit there and watch the waves. And it, you know, there is something interesting about it when you see those waves against those cliffs and rocks. And do I judge the ocean? No. I understand that this is part of it. I understand that obviously the ocean changes based on the weather conditions, based on the full or new moon, you know, the tide comes in and comes out. If the wind blows really hard, the waves obviously act in a certain way. And the same with our emotions. But with us, it's not the weather condition, although it could be, but it's the relationships, it's situations, it's triggers, it's things that come up in our day-to-day basis. It could be money issues. And that what influences our emotions mm-hmm. and as well as past conditioning. So we don't judge the ocean for changing its waves, but we judge ourselves for having emotions. So, mm-hmm. so I usually take women through this guided visualization to really release that old programming and remove that judgment. They beat themselves up for feeling X, Y, Z, but actually, you know, every emotion can be really empowering, even sadness. Like, have you ever watched a sad film? And like, you could cry your, your eyes out. And But afterwards, like, you feel powerful. Have you ever had it? And like something moved within you, like something shifted. And then you feel gratitude for what you've got or you might have new ideas come through or you might feel confident just by watching that film that's the thing if you numb sadness if you numb uh, frustration anger you will numb happiness as well Mm -hmm. so when you learn to embrace even those sad moments that can bring your you know tears and whatever else 
then you will feel happier when a happy moment arises. So it's in both ways. You like become more embodied as a woman in all of your different expressions. Yeah, right. yeah I'm sitting here. I'm like, well, that makes sense. Remember, I used always used to be so angry. Everything made me so angry. And I remember after my grandmother passed away from ALS, my parent, my family would always tell me, you never cry. You never cry. And I remember flying in from St. Louis and I sat there and I walked in the funeral room and I finally saw her. I cried for like three days straight without stopping. And after I just felt free, like this, another part of me just was waiting to claw out and it would, it didn't take a sad film. It now I cry during movies. I cry all the time when during a sad movie. Before I never cried. I never. I was just always like, "Well, that's sad." But now it's like I feel like she was trapped for whatever reason. And the minute I let her out, it's just it's okay. Like it doesn't make you less than. It doesn't make you. Um, I, I always felt like if I cried, then I wasn't strong, and um, like I felt like I was like weak, and so. I remember just her just laying on her funeral bed. And I was like, why is why does it this stop? Like, can they, st-? like, I could not make it stop. And, um, but it's freedom. It's so liberating. And I felt like now every time her come August is her, the day she died. And then her birthday is July 18th. And so I always cry that day. I always cry August 23rd. And after I just feel myself again like instead of like shoving those emotions down like I would have passed me and you're right like I I didn't put I didn't connect two and together but now it makes complete sense why I felt so free and why I feel like I can connect with all parts of me because that sadness was suppressed for so long or that anger too that I was afraid of feeling a certain way because I didn't want to feel less than so yeah yeah, yeah, that's, that's powerful. We receive as children, like showing your emotions makes you weak. Mm-hmm. And logically, obviously, the brain is there to protect you. So it's like, oh, you can't cry. Otherwise, someone could hurt you because you will look weak. Mm-hmm. So when you like learn the ways of the brain and how the mind works, like you understand why we do certain things and then you choose a new conditioning, you know, you create your own rules and you realize that actually my emotions and being vulnerable is so powerful. It is so liberating. It is healing. And it doesn't mean you have to be upset every day, but it means that if something does happen, like I know I've got everything within me, And the most beautiful thing is like mother nature, the universe, God, whatever you believe in, like designed us in a way that we are equipped for all of it. We have so many tools within us. And that's, again, one thing I'm so passionate about is to realize like you've got your breath that helps you process things. You have got all of your senses, which you can engage and learn to work with them to help yourself stay present with whatever's happening like there is so much within you everything you need has always been there so you simply learn to use it and use it to your benefit yeah yeah I love that I'm like don't cry I'm over here trying to suppress <laughs> but I, I love know, that I know the same thing <laughs> right now because like oh grandma's you know yeah. 
are so close to my heart. I had such a special relationship with one of my grandmas. And, you know, so I'm like, oh, you know, secretly crying over here when you were telling your story. (laughs) They know I cry a lot. My listeners, like, (laughs) I remember my very first episode, my husband cut out like a good 10 minutes of me just sitting there crying. Um, Because I'm just like, just let it out. I'm like, I can't stop. I can't stop. But um, it, it is beautiful when you you feel in tune with yourself. Um, but I love that you created just such a phenomenal concept. And like now other, it's just as women, we need to embody ourselves and it's okay. I just, in different parts of the world, but largely as a society, as a whole, if we're looking at as a whole spectrum, we women have, you know, went from looking as just this sex symbol to now trying to be entrepreneurs and changing the world to be dominant figures. But through that dominant strength, we need to be reminded that it's okay to be soft. It's okay to feel our feelings and to embody what we're feeling just because we may cry and we may be this powerful entrepreneur that doesn't take away from our success and where we're currently at. That just means that we're human and that strength and that vulnerability, we show other women that it's, you can be both. You can have your cake and eat it too, in that sense, when embodying who you are and never to forget that because lots of times we do forget that we forget, like we want to be strong and, you know, I'm the most powerful chick and I can lift all this weight, but you can also be soft and you can also have a good pride and you can also feel angry when you feel angry and you could possess every emotion you want. Um, and there's no limit. And that's, a, I feel like that's a big thing in like where we're at as women too in society is that we're constantly putting deadlines and limitations to how we can feel like I could feel like this, but if I feel like this, then I'm not going to get to X, Y, Z. So I just need to be here and I need to put you know, my blinders on. And that's the only thing. And it's like, just to remind you that you are human at the end of the day, and you might feel a certain way. And that's okay. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> so, but you also is, you also do emotional freedom technique, and this is tapping. Now, I, oh. EF, EFT, right? That's what it's called abbreviation. So I had, um, she's kind of new into this, but she's an author. So she started doing it herself, but she's not like, um, I just released her podcast this week, but she's not a hypnotherapist or she's fairly new. She's more of a nutrition coach. So she kind of told us a little bit about it, but didn't go into great detail. Just said, you know, she's like, she has, some. I think she might have a course or something, but she's barely new, but coming from you, I want to understand this because I'm a little bit confused with the whole tapping and what it's for and how it could change your life. Cause you even state that it could change your life and it could be part of like that shift, you know, that you're, you're trying to create in your life. Yeah. So, um, EFT is another tool. So EFT stands for emotional freedom technique, often referred to as stopping. And, uh, honestly, for a very long time, it has been literally just a personal tool, a tool I used for myself and I didn't really qualify in it. It was just one tool that was helping me. Years ago, when I was in my late teens, my dad booked me for an EFT session for a phobia. 
And I, you know, I was still a teenager. <laughs> and I'm like, what's this stuffing? I felt I was like, that's such a weird thing. But, you know, it helped you know, it shifted something within me. And then when in my early 20s, I really struggled with like various different gynecological problems, like for such a young age, I had so many health problems. And I like in hindsight, I can see how it initiated me into the person I am right now, and how it helped me to become even a hypnotherapist, how it led me towards, you know, different ways of healing myself and supporting myself, which is when my emotional alchemy thoughts started as well because it was so challenging to navigate myself through pain and so on but one of the tools that was helping me with pain with heavy bleeding I had cysts on my ovaries was EFT and I had a you know EFT practitioner who I worked with for a very long time and she was also into like quantum physics manifestation so I learned a lot from her and yeah, it was just a tool I used for myself and hypnosis was my, you know, main tool. It took me a few years, you know, to qualify as well. So I was focused on that. But um, this year I decided I actually want to include it in my therapy work. I want it to be another tool I could use with my clients and and I qualified and now I practice it within my one-on-one sessions. But think I need to mention is like my sessions are so unique and so tailor-made so it's not that every client is stopping every single session you know it's very like what is happening what is real for the client based on that we work through it we do coaching we do hypnosis whatever feels right in that moment there is no blueprint I ever follow and I also do tapping sessions for free in my Facebook community so it's another tool I feel like sharing with the world because it has been part of my life but what I personally love and think is genius about EFT is that it's about emotions and it so it really goes well with my emotional alchemy and it makes sense that I edit EFT to my toolkit because if like if you are not familiar with it, I'll just explain it very briefly and to your listeners as well. Basically, the way EFT works is that you tap different points on your body, uh, usually the upper part of your body, your face, your hand, um, and your head as well. And these are acupressure points, you know, so it's based on like traditional Chinese medicine combined with energy psychology. And you repeat certain sentences. And how it goes. How it starts is that you actually acknowledge what you are feeling, which can sound really strange to people who are new to this work, who are not familiar that actually acknowledging and accepting your emotions feels like a huge relief. Because so often we push it down, we push it down, we just get on with our days, we keep ourselves busy, we would this and there's like these to-do lists are never ending and we don't pause to actually feel into what is happening. And then you might have a physical thing that comes up literally in your body, like the psychosomatic problems, stomach problems, like, you know, anxiety-related illnesses that can come up or just feelings or sensations in the body can come up and you don't know, how it started why is it happening Mm -hmm. and often it's because we've suppressed so many things so EFT actually goes along the line of emotional alchemy that you 
acknowledge what is feeling, what you are feeling. You acknowledge that I am actually anxious or I am worried about this thing. So the first round of tapping is actually talking through those so-called negative things. And to me, this is so important because healing starts with acceptance. There is no point repeating something extremely positive and tapping on it when actually on the inside you feel like crying. There is a big, deep pain that you've been ignoring for a while. So tapping opens you up. Yeah. And and then when you feel like, I've processed it, I, you know, faced my fears, I faced those beliefs, and then you shift it around mm-hmm. and you support your client with tapping on, okay, what am I choosing instead? Okay, what is the new reality I'm creating here? And I, I, I like to add different sentences into EFT that will support my client and they will help them to process if it comes up again. And I actually combine also um, EFT with like eye movements mm-hmm. because to anchor the technique, like when I finished an EFT tapping session, I do a little exercise with my clients and I get them to look up and down, to look from one side to the other. And this is a way how your brain connects, like your left and right hemisphere reconnect. And I find it's such a powerful way to ground the transformation which has just happened. So I also combine it with, with different things. <laughs> that is so neat. Yeah, I, it's incredible that what I've learned, like um, understanding like you, everybody has these different practices or these techniques with their clients, but it's, um, I love the way you're combining emotion on so many spectrums and understanding like people using these tools, maybe that might not work for them, but this will, but in the end, they all come together full circle. And then, you know, they start to understand themselves at very, a very different level. And they walk away with so much empowerment. Um, that is so beautiful. I love that. Um, you also do, um, people pleasing and boundaries and perfectionism. I feel like that's one where we struggle a lot with too, as, um, as human beings, women, definitely that we're so people pleasing and we don't know when to say no. And we think when we say no, then we're being a bad person. And if we're a bad person, then we're undeserving. Yes. Yeah. It, it's a big one. I, I really feel like on at some point, like most of my clients had, you know, problem with one of those things, whether it's perfectionism boundaries or really people pleasing. And it, it's been a huge one for myself. And I, really see boundaries as one of the most empowering things you can do for yourself but also for your friends for your family like when you set boundaries you are not um damaging your relationship the the opposite is true like you are allowing this relationship to blossom and um you need to start with yourself and I know you are big on that you are big on self-love and putting yourself first and prioritizing yourself and filling up your own inner well Mm. and that's basically what this is all about like you cannot support other people when you are depleted yourself I literally yesterday wrote a post about it and I called it you've got to 
uh, nourish to flourish. Like that. Yes, <laughs> yes, I love that. Yes. <laughs> and I, I think it's so true, even for busy moms who have children, like if, if you are depleted, like it will leak through your relationship, like your partner will feel it, your friends will feel it. And um, even your, like you might become bitter or resentful towards a friend if you constantly say yes, yes, and yes to them and you don't actually mean it or feel it. Like the chances, you know, it could damage your relationship. So I believe that standing up for yourself, having boundaries, being able to say no is so important and so powerful. And, you know, I guess you have women in your, you know, uh, audience and on your podcast who are into these kind of things. So it's a good reminder that actually by you having a strong boundary and saying no or having phone boundaries, knowing that past 9 p.m. you don't reply to things and so on, like you are actually inspiring others to do the same. And in this way, we are creating space for each other. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Boundaries are one of those things where when you set boundaries for yourself and someone comes to disrupt your inner peace because of that boundary, you don't feel guilty. You don't feel shame. You don't feel like on edge or you need to go fix something. You're okay. Like I had this happen to me a few weeks ago and, um, I'm like, why am I so okay? Like I told my husband this happened and I'm just fine. And I was like, cause I, for the first time in my life, I set boundaries and you know what? I'll let the other person, they can go ahead and dwindle and care, you know, because obviously they're in the wrong, but I'm just going to go about my life instead of being, I used to be like the fixer. Oh my gosh. Where did I go wrong? It was my fault. Oh, oh, always blame me, 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 me. I'm the problem. I'm the problem. But when you come to the center where you set this boundary, they crossed it. You continue with your life because there is nothing you have to fix. They have to fix it. And when those two came together, I was like, Hmm, this is a new season. This is a new leaf. And it is, that is empowerment with yourself. And I'm like, I, everybody needs to feel this and it's okay to set boundaries. It's a, and this is a big one. It's okay to set boundaries when it comes to your family. And that is one that we as human beings think we feel guilty for. We feel like we're being selfish, but it's okay to set boundaries with family because they are humans too. They can think and fend for themselves. They have their own energy that they need to protect. We need to protect ours as well. And that's when I'm like, I feel good. I'm like, I'm not going to stop my life. Cause you know, it, 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 it's, and it's in a sense, we're taught that it's selfish, that it's selfish to put us first, but I more than ever after that, I'm like, we need to constantly choose ourselves. And I'm telling everybody, I'm like, choose, say it again. Choose me, choose me, choose me, choose yourself. And like these practices, even with my soccer boys, I'll tell them they'll, I'll have them chant. Like I'm the best. I'm the best. I said, no, not we. Tell yourself, I'm the best. I'm in your brain, your subconscious, like I'm the best. I'm the best. He's telling me I'm the best. Okay. I'm the best. I'm like, if we could do this with everybody, 
Like how phenomenal would this be? It would be so impactful. So like, even when I came across your posts on the podcast collaboration, I'm like, I need her. I'm like, I don't know what I have to do to get her on. I was like, but I need her because it was just drawn to me. I was like, I love everything she has. I was like, I I need to have her on. And just like everything you've said, I'm just like, this is like, I will take this as the universe telling me good job. Good job. Because it's just like you're reiterating everything and coming from a hypno, you know, therapist and just a healer and women's empowerment coach. Like this is exactly sometimes where, where you might think as a human, if where have you gone wrong? And then it's a universe saying you didn't do wrong. You did right. And here I'm telling you why. And there it is. So oh my so goodness. From day one, I knew like we would have such an epic chat. Like I can't <laughs> explain it because I didn't know you. And I'm yeah. like, this is going to be so much fun. And everything you said is so true. And I love how you encourage your children to do the same. I mean, like I haven't got children myself yet, but I'm so passionate about the younger generations. I feel this work is so important and I want for this work to be accessible at schools. I want children to feel like empowered at such a tender age, you know, up until the age of seven or eight, like the brain is wide open, like children are you know, being conditioned, they learn from their parents, they copy their environment, that's how mother nature designed it for our species to evolve and survive. And I mean, like, we need to all all of us, like, regardless whether we have children or not, we need to do our part when it comes to these younger generations. It's like where our future is. And I really believe that like our generation right now is already making such a huge impact. We are changing so much. And I really feel like the younger generations are more open to it. Like I have a friend and this is totally unrelated, but I feel like I need to say it. I have a friend who has like a spiritual shop. She sells crystals. It's a physical store. And I always go there. We have a chat, you know, I buy different things and, you know, we always have such a good talk together. And she says, like, you wouldn't believe it, Stepanka. Like, I have younger and younger customers. Like, you know, teenagers would uh, come in and they would buy books or they would buy, you know, affirmation cards. They would buy crystals or different things that help them on their own journey. And I find it so exciting because I really feel they are like more into it, if you know what Mm -hmm. I mean. Like they are truly open. And I just feel like, you know, change is upon us and things are already changing and, you know, it's in our hands. But I also feel like the younger generation, you know, they will make a big difference too. Yeah. And I feel like that younger adolescent mind is still very innocent and they're open. It's like the child, like, well, well, they're still children at the end of the day. They're, you know, but through, through that period, I feel like this is the time where they're so open and they're okay. Even in high school. Cause you're not, you're not an adult yet. you still have that innocence where you're like the thrill and like the belief of something is so real to you. And you're just able to just open up more rather than us adults, where we constantly put limitations on something. And we're like, no, this is, it has to be this way. But when you're so young and these, these younger generations are just so open because they're innocence and that's what helps them provide them with so much knowledge is that their innocence is actually helping them. And it, and it's beautiful to see because, you know, 
when I look at filters and when I look at what the world, what's like social media does, sometimes it's like limiting these individuals to believe men and women, especially women at the top of that food chain, you have to look a certain way. Um, but then I see these movements like self-acceptance, self-love. And it's like, yes, I don't know what you need to do to clean your feed, clean it up, put so much positivity in it that you're not able to direct yourself through negativity. You just leave it alone, shut that door. And then they're just guided through this way. And I feel like maybe the world has a lot of negative issues going on right now that is cannot be fixed overnight, but there is positive if we look for it. And there's so much right now that we just need to feed off of each other through that positivity rather than leaning on the negativity. And I love seeing these younger generations where it's like they're dancing with, you know, um, maybe they might have stretch marks, you know, hereditary, or they have acne and they're embracing it and they might have cellulite and they're over there shaking it on TikTok. Like that is beautiful. Like we're knowing to say like, you shouldn't look like that. We need to break the norm regardless if it's what you look like or what you're going through, but we need to be there for one another and, you know, um, be that shoulder to lean on, especially as adults. Cause I tell this to my mom all the time. I'm like, how can kids get along, but adults can't like, we should know what to do be- and kids not, they should be the ones that are like bickering and we can't pull them apart not adults who are over there bickering and you're, you know, you have to go call the cops because they, they, they're fighting and they have so much anger. Um, but you know, the kids shouldn't have all the answers yet. They're the ones acting like the mature adults and we're acting like the children. Um, but it's just, if we were just to, again, it all, it all navigates through what you're trying to make others understand. And through your teachings is that you have to embody yourself, your mind and your body and your emotions. And when you do, it's true freedom at the end of the day. And that's beautiful. Oh, I love everything. Mm-hmm. Oh, such a beautiful <laughs> I talked to her all day. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I could go on for hours. Like I mean, like I'm passionate about every single thing you mentioned. <laughs> yeah. So your self-love journey, what practices do you practice daily? For yourself that helps you just embody who you are and just remind yourself that you know choose yourself first yeah so I consciously create sacred time with myself I make myself something delicious like a cup of ceremonial cacao I you know put rose petals in it like I really romance myself if that makes sense like I really yeah. make the effort to make things pretty even just for myself you know sometimes Mm -hmm. especially with food or drinks it can be so easy when it's just you at home for example nobody else is at home or like to treat yourself cheaply Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, to be like lazy and not make the effort on the other hand if you have I don't know a precious guest coming in you'll make the effort like you set Mm -hmm. up the table so I make sure I make sacred time every single day when possible for myself. So I could have a beautiful morning session when I make myself a delicious cup of cacao or I will make myself roasty or, you know, I love herbal tea. So I'll just make something for myself. And I, to be honest, meditate daily and or do self-hypnosis daily. So I have different practices I go for, but I have it open like this morning. 
I knew I needed embodiment practice. So I needed to move my body. I engaged my breath. I did a bit of breath work. So I love having some kind of a routine, knowing that every single day I do something for myself. It could be a self-massage, foot massage. It could be something simple, but I know every single day I'll do something for my inner glow, for my inner magnetism. And this morning I felt like there is stagnant energy in my body. So it was more about movement, intuitive movement, body shaking, meditation, just really needed to shake things up with breath work. And so Yesterday, it was all about meditating. Like I didn't move from one spot. So I really feel, especially if most of your audience are women, is to be open to what you need on every single day. You don't have to just stick to a rigid routine that needs to look the same way. If that works for you, that's perfect. But be feel free to explore. Maybe you know you want to be creative one day and do something that involves craft so I am like this like I like to change things up and but in general it will be hypnosis meditation it will be embodiment practices and really focusing on being present in my body and an emotional alchemy as always or tapping so there is a lot of things but a mixture of this (laughs) yes so I'm sure some of them are already wondering, do, because you are in England, do you offer online services as well? Yeah, I actually mostly work online. Okay. I like even before COVID and everything that happened, like it was always my vision. Um, and I remember back then when I was a hypnotherapist student, I remember saying this to my teacher and it's like, oh, people don't like working online. And, you know, <laughs> and the same, like my classmates, everyone thought, I'm like, what is she thinking doing therapy on Zoom? But I knew it was my vision. Like I wanted to have an online business. I wanted to be able to connect with different women uh, mm-hmm. from all around the world. Like I always had this vision of a community around me, of almost like a sisterhood I'm building so I always went for it like I went for it and I feel like with COVID like a lot of my colleagues were like oh what do I do now (laughs) you know but like it has always been part of my brand so actually most of my clients are U.S. based at the moment that is amazing Mm -hmm. And what I'll do too, I always, I'll add your website to the synopsis of this podcast episode. Also, when I release it on my actual Instagram feed, my social media outlets, but I'll add that because I feel like, um, I'm a strong believer that something might work for me, but it might not work for someone else. But I have someone like you on the show and then they're like, maybe I'll try that. And then there it is. That's what they needed all along. So that's why I I love hearing these like different practices and these different techniques, because I truly believe that we can all find something that helps guide us or give again, going back to that little nudge we need and that, you know, and yours could absolutely be it. And I, I feel like, Hmm, maybe I, and I told you this earlier, but maybe I'll go and (laughs) schedule an appointment because I just, it just, the more I understand it, I'm just like, Hmm. That is absolutely moving. It's different. It's not, again, it's not what we see in, you know, in Paramount movies, you know, it's 
it's misunderstood and it's misguided. So just to hear this information and to be, you broke it down and just all the technique and like the healing that comes with part of it, the process is beautiful to really understand who you are. But I love the key that you continue said is that you are in control, not, not the hypnosis therapist, the person is in control. And that is beautiful. Cause I feel like that's where we feel we feel this desire to always be in control of our lives, but we don't feel like we are, you know, steering the ship. We're constantly given to somebody else. Um, and so something like this, like to under truly understand that the whole time that we are choosing the course of how this plays out, then it allows someone to feel like, Hey, I can finally feel in control in my life. And that might be the change I need. Yeah, I love that. What a beautiful way to summarize everything we've been talking about. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And you are always welcome <laughs> to come yeah. and see me. <laughs> and I am. I am going to try. <laughs> <laughs> it, it has been such a pleasure to be here and to talk to you about all of those subjects. And I can feel like both of us are so passionate about this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, I don't want to let her go, but I love it. I just, ah, uh, it just, the universe is great or whatever, the higher power, whatever people believe in and mother nature, it just, it's phenomenal. It is when you take time to listen and you're just like, I always sit here and I'm always like, oh, that just happened. They don't know it happened, but I know it happened. <laughs> I'm always like, there it is. When you look for it, when you're open to it. That's but, it. The guidance yes. is always there but we need to be open to seeing it. Yes. Yes. Is there anything else you would like to share with the listeners? Anything on your heart? Um, I always ask somebody if they would like to share their favorite quote or affirmation, anything else you have. Mm, oh my goodness. I love that. I would say like, choose yourself, even if it feels scary to reinvent yourself. If it feels scary to invite change into your life because of course it will put you out of your comfort zone but I would just love to remind everyone listening that you've got what it takes like if you have a seed of a desire in your heart it's meant for you it has been placed there for a reason so go for it chase your dreams even if everyone else tells you it's not possible even if you yourself feel like it might not happen just follow it and be curious like be playful and just prioritize your inner glow there is so much magic within you and if I wish I could I knew this like years ago that we are that powerful that we are literally co-creators yeah, <laughs> that's my message. <laughs> I love that. Well, where, the, where can they find you on social media? I'll also have that information, but I always ask, where can they find you on Instagram or even Facebook? Thank you for asking. So on Facebook, I have got a free community called New Earth Women. And this is like an online sisterhood where you can ask questions. I do uh i create videos and content which literally goes just in this group so it doesn't get posted anywhere else so it's like a special place where you can feel seen heard understood where you can post and so on so that's like you know my community over there uh i'm also on instagram at new earth woman and this is again where i post my content and i 
also have a podcast, which is called the Inner Glow Podcast. And that's a place where I share my practices, my inner glow practices. That's where I talk about the things that light me up. It's it's a mixture of, um, you know, empowerment, hypnosis, healing, magnetism, and a lot of feminine energy work, because I'm big on that as well. And it's been so healing to me. So that's it. <laughs> and you can find her podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. She is on Spotify. I pulled it up earlier. Um, and it is just like this where hearing her is like just so soothing. You can become one with yourself, but she has so much great insight. She has over 78 already episodes. So tune in, listen. Like I said, you could find her on Spotify. Also, anywhere you listen to podcasts. And I'll also have that in the synopsis in at the end of this uh, episode. But um, I hope you guys took away as much as I did. Stepanka, thank you for changing the world, for bringing so much empowerment into the lives of so many women, because with your guided help, they're able to inspire others. And that is where true change occurs when you as a woman and as a, as a man too, if any males are listening, but you as a human being are willing to help another and really be a guidance. And through that guidance, we're able to change the world and make this world a better place. And that is what we live for on this podcast. And I leave my followers with all of this. And my listeners is that do something today that will make the world better than you found it. Because we're only, we're not sure when our time is, but with that, I don't want anyone, myself included, to die with that regret on our deathbed to say, I wish I would have done more because I was capable of it. So I hope you guys enjoy listening to this podcast. I hope you took away from it. And as always, we love you and we'll talk to you soon and have an amazing rest of your week. And I'll drop you guys off some discount codes. First on the list, we got first form. If you haven't already, head on over to the website. We got the our self-love effect link in the synopsis. Head on over, check out their supplements, the best on the market. Quality, best quality supplements you'll find anywhere on the planet. If you guys do have questions, please let me know. I'm here to answer all your questions in regards to protein, um, their micro factor, vitamins, pre-workouts, post-workout. Let me know. I'm here for you. I want you to do, I want to see you succeed. I want you to hit your goals. So also I, if you haven't heard, I am a coach on the first form app. You could download the app and add me as your advisor, Desiree at selfloveeffect.com. Now coming at you and don't wait on these because born primitive has their launch just around the corner for their Halloween collection. Head on over to Born Primitive and that link in the synopsis and also the link in my bio on my social media accounts gives you 10% off and the link itself, once it's a, it automatically applies that discount at checkout. So there's no actual code. The link is the code. Head on over. Also, save your hands. Stop tearing. Love your hands. They love you. So head on over to Wad and Done. Also give them a follow on social media at Wad and Done. Save using Treasures 10. If you love headbands and all the designs or solids, whatever you love, 
head on over to Maven Threads. Follow them at Maven Threads on IG and save at checkout using Self Love Effect 15. Then I felt like I was missing one, right? Because I am. Head on over to our apparel shop at www.selfloveeffect.com and get yourself some swag along with our new holiday, what is it, Halloween, I guess, drop, of course, it's my favorite holiday, anyways, code self-love effect, head on over, support us, get some self-love effect goodies, and you guys, I just want to thank you for all your love and support, Um, it means the world to me, so as this podcast continues, my one hope is that It changes the lives of not just one, but many, because we're doing it together. When you inspire, that person becomes inspired. So it may started with the pilot of this podcast, but it's been growing because of the lives that have been on the show and that have been vulnerable by showcasing their strength through vulnerability and sharing their story. So We're in this together. We're doing this together. And thank you for your love and support. Until next time, I'll see you guys Thursday. Love you guys. Have a fantastic week. I'll talk to you guys soon. Bye.